So, Alyssa, you remember that time in directing when we had to dreamcast Hamlet? Yes, I do. Oh, I love that. Who was your dreamcast? Oh, I gotta go down memory lane. Do, 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 do. Um, I think for Gertrude, I had Helen Mirren. I'm pretty sure I had her. I'm pretty sure I had Patrick Stewart as Claudius, even though we watched the version where he was Claudius. I just wanted it again, because <laughs> I'm a glutton. <laughs> I think we just had to do, like, the, the yeah. And then the four. And Ophelia. Yes, the four. Yeah. I think Ophelia, I had Lily James or Saoirse Ronan. I don't remember which one I had, but it was one Ooh, of those two. Saoirse Ronan would have been a brilliant oh, Ophelia. I just like a fiery Ophelia, you know? A little mm-hmm. spice to her. Mm-hmm. And then Hamlet, <laughs> my... Draco Malfoy loving ass was like, oh, Tom, you know who was really angsty in um, the Half-Blood Prince? Fucking Tom Felton. So I want Tom Felton to play <laughs> Hamlet literally more than anything else. And now, but now I think I might have Robert Pattinson also sharing that title, mm. but Tom mm-hmm. Felton is my angsty boy. <laughs> so my dream cast was Helena Bonham Carter as Gertrude. Ooh. Uh, Ophelia was a young Paget Brewster. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Claudius was J.K. Simmons. Yes. <laughs> and Hamlet was Tom Felton. Oh my god, yes! Obviously! We are we love Tom Felton as Hamlet in this household, in this podcast. Okay. Hi, I'm Melissa. And I'm Gwen. And this is Tea and Squee. This is the podcast where we spill the tea about the things that make us squeeze. Oh my god, guys, we're being academic today, and we're covering Hamlet. Hamlet! Hamlet! Or as I like to say, Hatlet, with my script on my head, thusly. Yeah, you can't see it, because this is an audio-only form of media, but Alyssa uh, is wearing her script as a hat, and it is um, a beautiful fashion statement that I think uh, should really come into trend and everyone should just start wearing books open on their head. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I think ladies and germs, I think we need to put on our our little plays on our heads and discuss one of Shakespeare's most famous plays because how else are you supposed to absorb it? <laughs> I won't put Hamlet on it my head, but I'll put a Hamlet adaptation on my head. Ooh. Spicy, spicy content coming to, to you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, All right. Um, assuming that, you know, n- none of you know what Hamlet is, I'd be really surprised same. if there are any of you who li- are listening and don't know what Hamlet is. But just, you know, we'll assume that you have yeah. no idea what we're talking about. Alyssa, do you want to summarize Hamlet? I can. Okay, guys. It's about to get real revenge up in here. So basically, Hamlet is about Prince Hamlet um, and his father, King Hamlet. So there's two hammies in this play. It's not that confusing, but like, takes you for a turn, if you know what I mean. So um, Hamlet, um, the guards, okay, I don't know how to summarize this properly. Um, Hamlet is about uh, Prince Hamlet. Basically, his mama, Gertrude, gets married to his uncle, Claudius, after his dad, Hamlet, gets murdered. And guess who murders him? Claudius. So we got that going. King of Hamlet comes to baby Hamlet in ghost form one night and is like, yo, son, you know what you need to do for me? Get revenge on me and murder your uncle, please. So 
that's what Hamlet does, except it takes the entire play to get there. Because Hamlet, like most college students, is a hella procrastinator. And he kind of goes insane while he's doing it. He's faking an insanity plot, essentially. And his mama, Gertrude, and Claudius, and Polonius are very concerned about him. He, like, breaks Ophelia's heart, which is his ex-girlfriend. His BFF, Horatio, is like, bitch, stop. He gets abducted by pirates at one point. That's not even in the actual script. It's just mentioned afterwards. Um, there's murder. So much murder. There's sword fighting in the end. There's poison. And at the end, everybody dies but Horatio. Except Horatio. Bean! I love Horatio. Somebody needs to be around to say goodnight, sweet prince. Oh, my love. I'm not as into Hamlet as Alyssa is. So yeah. th this episode will be Alyssa's turn to squee. I, uh, I I'm very Hamlet. critical of this. <laughs> I Okay, so in script analysis, guys, I've read Hamlet four times for school. It's a bit much, but, you know, here, here we are. So I know, we, I know Hamlet very, very well. But last semester, I got pretty critical of it because Hamlet's a whiny man-child in the worst way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I still love it. I think it's a great play. I think it's like, if you're getting started on Shakespeare, I think it's a good one to start with, actually. I know everybody tries to start with Romeo and Juliet, but that one fucking sucks, and I can't stand that play. Do this one instead. It's better. I have feelings about that, but I don't know what they are. <laughs> they just exist. I, I can't express them vocally. I'm just like, hmm. hmm. It's a bold statement on my part, I suppose. That's a, that's a hot take, Alyssa. Like, not the skip Romeo and Juliet. Oh, okay. Totally skip <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. It's the, hmm, are we, Hamlet is what, I don't know. Uh, I would recommend starting with, you know, like, Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, true. Or, be, uh, one. Merry Wives of Windsor, you know, like, Start with a comedy. <laughs> nah, let's get real depressing in this bitch. I want everybody to start sad because at once we get to Macbeth, it's like game fucking over. Do we want to talk about the main characters of Hamlet, Gwen? Yes, let's talk about the main characters. So obviously there's the titular character, Prince Hamlet of Denmark. Uh, he has a dad. His name is also Hamlet. He was King Hamlet of Denmark. He only appears as a ghost. So mm. you've got Ham, Hammy boy and his daddy's ghost. Uh, and then there's Hamlet's uncle Claudius, who is now king because mm -hmm. he married Hamlet's mother, Gertrude. So you've got Hammy boy, daddy ghost, Claudio, Claudius, uh, and Gertie. And then uh, you've got Polonius, who is Claudius's right-hand man, mm -hmm. and his children, Ophelia, who is Hamlet's ex-girlfriend, and her brother Laertes. Yeah, I think that's, that's how I say his name, yeah. Her brother La Laertes. So, uh, and then you've got Horatio, <laughs> who is Hammy Boy's BFFL, and... Uh, and Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, who are his friends from school mm -hmm. that show up incidentally to sort of help Gertrude and Claudius uh, control Hamlet yeah. after he starts putting on his airs. Uh, so, <laughs> They're real fucking yeah. dumb, but we love them. So, uh, in, you know, in true Shakespeare fashion, if you'll notice, there's only two female characters. Typical. Mm -hmm. And they are used as props throughout the show. 
even mm-hmm. though they are they have so much depth and Ugh. they're just they're so mistreated they and are. I, ah, it hurts my soul like yeah. it's so fucking annoying how basically their only like device i guess or like usage in the play is to like be a catalyst for the men and it's kind of mm-hmm. stupid and like we really don't see ophelia that much but every time we see her it's like very heightened emotion she's like drastically different from the last time we saw her so like she's a tough role to play you guys like ophelia Mm -hmm. you have to go from zero to 100 like that and you don't get to show any character growth or anything you just yeah so i don't know uh if we can talk about ophelia and gertrude without first talking about how hamlet is the ultimate fuck boy and i hate him Oh, for sure. Let's go. Let's, <laughs> let's roast Hamlet. Let's do this. <laughs> so, listen. Everyone acts like Hamlet is, like, this beautiful piece of art, which it is. I'm not arguing that it isn't uh, an, art, mm-hmm. an art form because everyone knows Shakespeare's work was art, you know? Um, but I think that a lot of people glorify it because they find it complicated But TBH, I think there's only two ways for you to read this play. And it's either a story about a fuckboy who is sent on a fuckboy mission by his (laughs) fuckboy ghost dad. And then he must grapple with said fuckboy mission while still being a fuckboy and having no major character growth. (laughs) Or it is a story about one young man's descent into madness because the weight of the world has been placed upon his shoulders and he doesn't know how to grapple with the expectations everyone has of him. Mm -hmm. And those two things don't sound super complicated to me. It's really not that complicated either. You're like, wow, this guy's a complete douche canoe with no regard for anybody else's feelings, but, you know, his own. Or you're like, oh, sweet prince, he's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. No and like for an actor playing hamlet is complicated oh, yeah. He's a and rich, rich it's role. yeah it's a lot to dive into and a lot to consider and it's it's heavy mm-hmm. but if you're just reading hamlet you you kind of th- those are the two most extreme ends of the spectrum yeah. of interpretation uh and i think that everyone's interpretation falls closer or farther away from one or the other but if we're gonna like boil it down to the most simplistic thing like those are the two sort of camps you fall in yeah i would agree that statement i think initially when i first read it i definitely was more into the camp of oh this is his his descent into madness i felt a sort of kinship unfortunately to hamlet i still kind of do because He's a depressed man with in- extreme anxiety and procrastination issues. And I was like, oh my god, bitch, same. And so I was like, this is my this is my dude. And I'm like, well, Alyssa, you're not a fuckboy, so maybe this ain't your dude. Yeah. To uh, paraphrase what I said while we were taking a class on Hamlet together, Hamlet ain't shit. <laughs> he ain't. No. Like, here's the thing. This dude is... Hold on, I have notes. I have notes. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. Claudius is the villain of this story. Claudius, Hamlet's uncle, uh, killed 
Hamlet's father. He killed King Hamlet uh, in order to seize power and take the throne. So Claudius kills his brother, marries his sister-in-law, becomes the king. Okay. Mm -hmm. Claudius is evil. Okay. We know this. But Hamlet ain't that great either. Okay. So first of all, he makes everything about him. And I kind of get it. Okay. Your dad just died. Your mom married your uncle. Like, that's complicated. I'm not Mm going to pretend that I know how to unpack that. Okay. Whatever. Sure. You know, of course, you're going to be having some no one understands me feelings. Okay. He kills his school friends. Yeah. He literally forges a note to have Rosencrantz and Guildenstern murdered by pirates. What? What? He he stabs his ex-girlfriend's father in the gut, sheds no tears. Just goes, oh, wrong body. Oopsie. What? <laughs> and let's not even begin to address the Ophelia problem. Oh, he's such a dick to her. He is the worst to her because you know what it's implied in the in the play that he slept with her under the promise of like oh well we're gonna get married someday you know so we should totally have sex and then dumps her because he's not emotionally stable enough to deal with it and then continues to emotionally play with her yep and call her a slut and call her impure and all of this other shit to the point that she is driven so mad by it that she kills herself this man ain't shit no he's like the king of gaslighting (laughs) literally the king of gaslighting i don't i mean i do know why this is like one of my favorite plays and i do i think hamlet is an interesting character under like one certain lens And I think when he is betrayed by a man, he's a whiny man-child. But if Hamlet Mm -hmm. is played by a woman, suddenly there's a whole new layer of, like, complexity to the character that does not excuse being an asshole, but it makes it more interesting and you can kind kind of understand why Hamlet is an asshole. Because especially to Ophelia, during that time period, like, women could not marry, women could not date, so, like, that was, like, an forbidden romance so hamlet being a dick to ophelia in that context could be him her like overcompensating for their feelings for ophelia and trying to cover up the fact that like they're in love with each other and like they are gay for each other and like that's obviously not a thing that can happen in the eyes of denmark in like way back when land (laughs) i would argue that i i have seen compelling performances of Hamlet by men. I have too, for sure. I think I I think that uh, there are many compelling performances out there of people of many genders. Uh, David Tennant's portrayal, I think, is my favorite portrayal of Hamlet. Oh, I totally because agree. he really he really embraces both sides of it. He embraces mm-hmm. the Hamlet's a fuckboy, and also Hamlet is being driven mad. Yeah, and you like the the big question that you know every director has to make when they direct hamlet uh and every actor who plays Mm -hmm. him has to make is does hamlet actually go mad or is this all him putting on airs and what what's the term he uses i think i think that was the term he used or does he use putting on airs 
He might or... He, he's got, like, this mask of something or the other yes. that I can never remember the, the exact wording of. But he pretends to be mad. That's his plan initially. Mm-hmm. And then you as the director or the actor have to decide, does he actually go mad in the end? Yeah. Like, does does it no longer become an act? Is he just mad? And that... I think is where Hamlet gains its complexity mm-hmm. and I think is where you can play with the nuance and make it a really compelling story and a really compelling character. But everyone does Hamlet because it's Hamlet yeah. and so few people do it well. Yeah, that's the thing. I will say, I will agree with you, like, though I like Hamlet as a character a bit more if, like, portrayed as a female, David Tennant playing Hamlet and like other like male performances of Hamlet are chef's kiss like David's mm-hmm. Tennant David Tennant's Hamlet is a beautiful masterpiece again I think I like Hamlet a bit more when they make him actually go insane because like the pressure of everything everything he wants to achieve like the expectations his father has for himself what he mm-hmm. has for himself like all these people like just weighs on him and crushes him and then he goes literally insane like I think it's this might be a rude and bold statement. I think Hamlet's kind of less complex if he's just pulling on airs, putting on airs the whole time. Like, I feel yeah. like the choices aren't it's, as strong. It's not a strong choice. It's not an interesting choice. No. That's why there's the interpretation of Hamlet just being a fuckboy. Yeah. Because so many people just do that with him. And that's They're like, just like... Oh, well, he's just pretending to be mad. And that's the lazy choice. It's just the boring choice. Yeah. Why would you why would you choose to do that? Well, you know? Yeah. Like if you're playing Shakespeare's one of Shakespeare's most well-known characters, why would you not want to dive in deep into like the utter madness of Hamlet and see what sets him off to be like this and like really get inside like the mental health scheme of it all? And instead mm. be like, mm, you know what, I'm just going to be a fuckboy. Like, no, come on, guys. No, that's not the bold choice we want. Shakespeare didn't write this for you to decide for him to just be a fuckboy. Yeah. That's the thing, is if you, from the outset, are like, oh, Hamlet's just playing, you end up with that first interpretation. Mm-hmm. He is a fuckboy who remains a fuckboy and undergoes no significant character development because he doesn't do anything to change he just pretends Mm -hmm. to be mad the whole time in an effort to murder claudius but if you actually analyze the text if you look at the text as a commentary on humanity which you should because Mm. it's a dramatic text you can have this dynamic character of this young man who is just so crippled by everything happening around him and the responsibility that he feels to his family and I just I think it's so much more interesting Mm -hmm. that way I think that's uh the way that you should be looking at it yep because to not do that is an injustice on the work of William Shakespeare you know it's such a disservice to the text like Hamlet's has beautiful monologues like honestly like 
gender bend them Shakespeare monologues, especially Hamlet monologues, there's a wealth of dramatic monologues in this script. And like, sorry, men, it is overdone for men. But like for women, get those Hamlet monologues, ladies. Come on. Like, why would you, why would you do the lazy, again, sorry for saying lazy, but, like, also, like, if you think Hamlet's just a fuckboy, then, like, you're not really analyzing the script very well. And mm -hmm. do, and, like, do a disservice to those amazingly written monologues that, like, you can track the beats and objective changes so beautifully in. Why would you do it a disservice like that? That makes me angry. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't look at, I mean, his most famous soliloquy, he has five of them, mm -hmm. but the most famous soliloquy is obviously the to be or not to be soliloquy. Mm -hmm. And that whole soliloquy is about what our purpose on this earth is. Why are we put here? Mm -hmm. And if we can't find our purpose, have we been worth anything? to the universe that placed us on this earth mm -hmm. you know that's what that monologue's about and if you are just playing him as this man who wants to kill his uncle for revenge and so he's pretending to be mad you lose all of the weight of all of the beautiful words yep. that shakespeare wrote there's a reason that one's so well known like come mm -hmm. on guys hamlet is super into philosophy here he was a college student. He is an educated person. Like, he has big brain energy. He thinks about existentialism and, and the meaning of life quite a bit. And this, this boy, <laughs> if he had gone to school in modern day, would have been a philosophy major. Oh, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. I know, I think with Hamlet, it's hard to pick a favorite character, slash there really isn't a favorite character, because they all kind of mm -hmm. suck. Mm -hmm. Um, so, Gwen, do you have any favorite character moments in Hamlet instead of an actual character? So, I love Gertrude's mm -hmm. final moments. Oh, yes. Uh, Gertrude, for the whole play, is manipulated by men, mm -hmm. even more so than Ophelia. Yeah. And... Gertrude lost her husband, was immediately roped into marriage by her brother-in-law. It's questionable about whether or not Claudius and Gertrude actually love each other, mm -hmm. or if it was a, I don't know what to do without my husband, and so I'm going to marry his brother. She is convinced by Claudius that Hamlet is mad, that he just needs time to adjust to things, we're going to be a big happy family, just you wait and see. And then Hamlet tries to convince her, no, this man is a murderer. Mother, can't you see you are defiling our, the memory of my father? You are a whore. Like, all of these horrible things. Gertrude is so, so manipulated by men. Mm -hmm. And she does it all for the sake of love. Yeah. She, you know, is manipulated because she loves too much. She cares too deeply about her family. Mm -hmm. And in her final moments, she has been convinced by Hamlet that Claudius truly is a murderer. And she knows that Hamlet's cup was poisoned by her husband. 
and she, in a final act of defiance, and her only mm-hmm. act of defiance, yeah. essentially says, fuck you, Claudius, and drinks the poisoned wine to save her son. And I love that. I really, really do. I don't love that both of the female characters in this play die in acts of suicide. Yep. But I love that she leaves the page and leaves her existence in an act of defiance that she had been unable to make Mm -hmm. until this moment and an act of love for her son who is the only real family she has left. Yep. Oh, I totally agree. Like, the women in this play literally have no agency. They are not able to make their own decisions. They are gaslit by the men in their lives and manipulated and treated so, so poorly. And it's so fucking sad, as you said, that, like, the only choice Gertrude gets to make is to kill herself. Like, both the women in this play die by suicide. Ophelia mm-hmm. is, is has less agency in her choice because she's literally driven insane. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is said in the text is that she drowned mm-hmm. in a pond. And um, it's implied that it was her own fault that she did it to herself. Yep. But it's not, like, confirmed. Uh, and, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but does Gertrude describe being there and watching it happen? I think she either describes it happening or she describes, like, she found the body or something like that. Like Yeah. Gertrude... I can't remember if it's, like, Gertrude was there and saw it happen or if she just is the one who bears the news. Yeah. And is like, oh, did everyone hear about this? Here, I'm going to tell everyone about it. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one happens. Yep. One of them is like, a, hey, here's Gertrude with exposition. And the other one is like, Gertrude, girl. <laughs> but again, again, the woman has devoted her entire self to taking care of her family. Yep. And she sees Ophelia, although she cares for Ophelia, as a reason for her son's madness because yep. Hamlet has made it seem like Ophelia is a reason for his madness. Yep. And so if she sees Ophelia in as much pain as she's in, if she sees Ophelia as a reason for Hamlet's pain, mm-hmm. girl's gonna let the let Ophelia drown. Yep. She's just gonna. And like, do I stand that choice? No, no I don't. <laughs> But if I had to play Gertrude, could I justify that choice? Yes. I Yeah. Yeah. I, I could understand why the character would make that choice. Yep. And that's also just, like we noted earlier, I think that's the more interesting choice. It gives Gertrude, again, more agency, like an actual decision to make and not just, you know, pushing the plot forward. Also, mm-hmm. like, Ophelia... Okay, okay. Hold on. I have two things to say about this. I hate, I hate, hate, hate when Shakespeare murders women off stage it drives me bonkers like really are they that unimportant to you that they don't deserve like a moment on stage am i referencing portia from julius caesar here a little bit like it's i'm is it because i also played portia yeah a little bit but also i just it bugs me so much how like the virgin trope you know the good woman like they are always used as like a martyr and they're always 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 
they die by suicide and they die off stage. They're How much you want to bet that it's because there were only so many actors in the troupe and he needed the actors <laughs> playing Portia and Ophelia to go and put on different costumes. Oh, I can guarantee it. <laughs> They're like, okay, you got to do a costume change. So you know what we're going to do? They're going to die off stage and we'll just talk about it. Because you've got to oh, make that know, next scene. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, Bradley's the only one who fits in the Ophelia dress, but I need Bradley to play guard number three in the next scene. So I think that in order to make this work, uh, Ophelia has to die off stage so Bradley has time to get out of the corset. Yep. <laughs> Probably. I'm probably just hyper fixating on Shakespeare being a little sexist, when in reality, Shakespeare is like, you know what? Let's be smart about this. Work smarter, not harder. I don't want to have to hire another actor, so we'll just make Listen, this really easy. Theater hasn't changed that much. No, we all know that you make choices sometimes for convenience and logistics. And you know what? I can't blame him for that reason. Like, bitch, me nope. too. I don't want to have to hire another actor either. That's a lot of work. And a lot of money lot that of money. theater artists don't have. No. And I guess, you know, what's more badass than playing, like, you know, a sad woman and then being able to come back as a soldier? Like, that's just a power yeah, move at that right. point. Yeah. Go you, Bradley. Like, I stand Bradley. I love Bradley. <laughs> He's my favorite. Me too. He deserves everything good in this world. And I'm glad he could fit into the corsets. Like, good for you, Bradley. I want an I heart Bradley button to wear <laughs> everywhere. And no one will know what I'm talking about. God, I do too. So badly. <laughs> Somebody make one for us. I beg you. <laughs> Alyssa, do you have a favorite character moment? We've we've talked so long about oh, mine. We have. we have, but that's okay. Um, uh, I guess, like, it's so surprising when I say this. Like, I love the, like, after the play within the play, the courtyard scene, I love Claudius's moment of, like, kind of confessing his sins. I also love Hamlet's Tis Now the Very Witching Time of Night. That's one of my favorite monologues in the whole play. I just, I love the spookiness of it. I love the confidence. It's a confidence for me, you guys. Hamlet has, like, no fucking confidence. And he's like, my fucking plan worked. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see my mom. And here's what's gonna go down. I could drink blood right now. I am that sky high. I'm gonna kill this bitch. I was right. And you know what? That's what I feel like when I'm right. I'm like, yeah. Let's let's do this. I could kill a bitch. I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna put my mask on and be like, mom. My words are going to hurt, but you know what? You're going to respect me now. I love that moment for him. <laughs> the witching hour monologue is the one that he delivers while Claudius is confessing, right? He's contemplating killing Claudius in while he's in prayer and then decides that that isn't an honorable thing to do, to I kill a man while he prays. I believe so, or that one's the one right before that one. Okay. Okay. I... Hamlet is so long-winded. I don't... I can never remember when all of his monologues <laughs> happen. I got you. I, and I feel like... I feel like an idiot, and I'm sure that people are going to come for me because of it. But listen, I will admit it. 
I don't know Hamlet in and out. Okay. I don't. I don't understand all of it. I don't know all of it perfectly. <laughs> I am a flawed individual. This is not my favorite play. Come for me, okay? Whatever. So come for Gwen. You know what? Gwen's favorite Shakespeare play isn't the basic choice, unlike me. Like, it's this one. Okay, my other favorite, it's not basic, though. It's measure for measure. That one's not a basic choice, but this one measure is. Measure for measure is good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I don't want, I can't talk, I can't talk about too much at once, but just know it's a good spicy Listen. time. <laughs> Listen, we all know that I'm a hoe for drama, but I just really prefer Shakespeare's comedies. I think they're fun. Oh, I'm so the opposite. I love his <laughs> tragedies. I think I like maybe three of his comedies. But also, I haven't been super exposed to them. Like, I don't read his comedies. I read his tragedies. Because I'm like, mm, sad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like listening to depressing music to make yourself more depressed. That's me. But with Shakespeare's plays. I'm like, mm, let's read. Been there. Hamlet. Been there. <laughs> I, can't, I can't make myself understand Shakespeare while it's also depressing. If that makes sense. <laughs> It like, <laughs> also, his comedies just have better material for women. He, that's and true. so they are the plays that I gravitate towards more because if I need Shakespeare material, his comedies are where I'm going to pull from. That's fair because I'm pretty much lacking in the comedy department. It's hard for me to find a good one. And even in Shakespeare's, it's hard to find a good female comedic piece. But that's on something a different time. I yeah, wanna... that's, that's it's not for now. We sh- we'll edit out some of that bullshit. I want to talk about another thing, even though Ophelia, our hatred for the sexism towards Ophelia and Gertrude is a little winded, but I want to just plop one more thing on top of it. One more mm-hmm. thing. I wrote an essay about this last semester, you guys. This is the most smart and intelligent podcast episode, probably, for a hot secchi. Because maybe for you. Maybe for me. <laughs> maybe for me. <laughs> I don't know. Gwen, you know what? Gwen, we, we're both, we've read Hamlet like four times each. Like, it's been a hot secchi. Maybe maybe three for me. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I, this is something I also picked up in a literature class and I applied to this. So in medieval, in medieval literature and even like the classics, like for women, like, I think it kind of started with the morality plays of medieval times. Like, For female characters, there was really only, like, two types of, like, character tropes they could fall into. There was, like, the Virgin Mary, who was, like, super, super innocent. She was a martyr. She was a virgin. Like, that part was super, super specific and important to the character. That's what made her pure. And, like, you know, she always died, but she died in a really virtuous way, you guys. So, it doesn't matter she was murked, you know? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, she went straight to heaven. Yeah, she went to heaven. It's it's chill. She's kissing like angel's feet or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and then, you know, then you have the Eve who is like, you know, a slutty bitch. She's a slut. She's sexually devious. Like, mm, girl's gotten some peen. God forbid, you know, but now she has to die. But she has to die on stage in a bad way. So in in Hamlet is Ophelia the Virgin Mary and Gertrude is yep. the Eve. That's why I because think... Gertrude marries her husband's brother, yep. and it's like, girl, you slut. Yup. And then her son calls her a slut multiple times. She is a slut shamed mm-hmm. so many times in this fucking play mm-hmm. by Hamlet and Daddy Hamlet. Like, it's just, 
It's fucking pathetic. Ghost Daddy. Ghost Daddy needs to just go to his grave, okay? He needs to let the shit go. You got murked. Let it go. There's an afterlife. Yeah. I know you believe in it. Why aren't you there? I think he's stuck in purgatory. I think that's why. Oh, yeah. He literally says that he's stuck in purgatory (laughs) until until he's avenged, doesn't he? I told you guys I don't know Hamlet as well as I should. (laughs) This is really bad because I literally, I I should know Hamlet better than this because I literally played a character playing Hamlet in college. I had to like deeply analyze this shit. I think I've blocked that entire experience from my memory. And so I just don't remember anything that I discovered during it. That's honestly fair. Literally, guys, I did a Hamlet monologue in our Shakespeare acting class, and I got in deep with that script. I was having a really, like, depressing spring semester, too, so, of course, I had to be the dramatic bitch I am and do a Hamlet monologue about wanting to kill myself. Because, you know, what else are you gonna do when you're depressed? You gotta, you know, project onto the characters you're playing, do the unhealthy actor thing. Yeah, listen, maybe we should talk about this later. <laughs> listen. <laughs> Anyways, I dived in deep into that script. Like, my, I, like, printed off my monologue, and, like, my margins were filled with notes and notes. And I cried like a little bitch during the monologue. But it was still a good monologue. Probably not the most healthy way to approach it, but that's on that. Anyways. It was good. I can I can attest to this. It was good. I, I saw it. Now when I do it, I do it in a healthy way. Because I'm less good, depressed. Good. I'm proud. <laughs> I'm less depressed I'm proud now. of you. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways. Shakespeare is a clever bitch. But also, I really hate that he made his two only female characters fall into the most conventional medieval trope for women. Like, mm-hmm. boo on that. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Bro, I get it. You gotta sell tickets, okay? Yeah. I got you. I I, I understand. Yeah. But also, Shakespeare was flipping so many things on their heads. Right. He was making new words. Like, I, bro, you could have done what you wanted. Yeah. Like, you could have done anything, and you chose to use the women as a Virgin Mary and an Eve archetype. Yeah. My dude. Boring. You know what? Maybe... Maybe Bradley could only play the Virgin Mary type. Probably. And because he was the only one who could fit into the dress, yep. he had to write Ophelia that way. Bradley? Because Bradley just wasn't yeah. skilled enough yeah. to play a female character yeah. that wasn't the Virgin Mary type. And like, he was the only one who fit in the dress, so he yeah. had to play Ophelia. Yeah. Bradley was typecast. Like, it's okay, Bradley. We all fall into it sometimes. But, like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, buddy. It'd be like that. I hope you moved on to play lots of provocative women in your day. Mm-hmm. I really, really hope that happened for you, Bradley. Or you got to play Medea once. That would be qu- that would be cute. Oh. You got mm-hmm. this, Bradley. Bradley's big break. Medea. <laughs> you know what? I love the character growth for Bradley. I love that he goes from Ophelia to Medea. Like he's doing great. Well, Honestly, the two characters not that different, except for the fact that Medea fucks. Yeah, true. Medea gets fucked, and she fucks up her family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally. Ophelia brings everyone flowers and then murks herself. <laughs> Medea murks everyone else and then murks herself. Yes! <laughs> I do it. Okay, the flower monologue. Ophelia's shining moment, if you will. 
which is mm-hmm. fucking sucky. Like, the only monologue of Ophelia's that isn't about Hamlet, and even that one's kind of about Hamlet, is, like, her flower monologue. And she's supposed to be, like, batshit crazy. And it's just really unfortunate that that's her shining moment. I tell you what, the same way that we've talked about how playing Hamlet is hard and, like, uh, justifying Gertrude's actions are hard, Mm -hmm. this monologue is really hard to do. And I think so many people try to do it because it's Ophelia and it's iconic and it's the flower monologue and they don't do it well. And that's why, like... For, for actors, at least, I, I'm sure that you have shared this sentiment. When someone mentions the flower monologue, everyone's just kind of like, huh. Yeah. You know what? I'm mm, really happy right. no one in our acting mm-hmm. class did it. Like, we were, that yeah. class was filled with wonderful actors, but like, it's a scary monologue, no. but. Mm, yeah. It's, it, it's so hard to do. It's so hard to do well. And so, so many people just completely miss the mark with it because yep. I think it's a monologue that's really hard to do without the context of everything else. That's I would agree. Like, you, I think you. you really need like the other people in the scene to kind of play off of their reactions too, and you need to have mm-hmm. Ophelia's entire character arc under your belt. And it's diff- It's mm-hmm. not impossible to do that in just a solo monologue, but it's very difficult to do. I think what we've established is that Hamlet is a hard play. Yes. Like it's very difficult, not <laughs> and... di- not difficult to read, but for actors and theater peeps, yeah, difficult to put on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will say I've always wanted to see someone do the flower monologue, have Ophelia's descent into madness be her like, uh, what's the word I'm looking a for? A regression. Reading a regression. Thank yeah. you. We've talked about this yes, before. How I want. <laughs> I want the end of Ophelia's character arc to be a regression back into her childhood because everyone treats her like a child who can't make her own mm-hmm. decisions in this yeah. show. She is, like, at an age where she's supposed to, like, you know, get married and yeah. do all these things, and everyone's telling her what to do and mm-hmm. treating her like she's stupid and doesn't know any better. And yeah. so I feel like having her madness be a regression back into her childhood is a really interesting point. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and a really interesting thing because then her going out and picking flowers and giving mm-hmm. them to people and acting like she just isn't cognitively there, I think has more weight to it yeah. as opposed to just like, oh, Ophelia's zo- zoned out and yeah. isn't paying attention to anyone. No, she just like, when you're a little girl and you're picking flowers and giving them to people, you're not listening to mm-hmm. what the adults are saying to you. You're just like, I found you flowers here. Yep. And especially because, like, the flowers have so much significance, like, which one she gives to each specific person has such, like, a mm-hmm. deep, deep meaning. Like, I think, chi- like, a child, yeah, I just forgot the word, but her going back to a childlike state, I think, accomplishes that the best in showing the significance mm-hmm. because she can still have, like, an innocent air about her, but be, like, a creepy, mm-hmm. all-knowing vibe. Yeah. Well, because that's the thing, is adultophilia knows what all these flowers mean. Mm-hmm child Ophelia doesn't but something in her brain is still adult Ophelia and is saying this flower is the perfect flower for Gertrude she would love this flower I should give Gertrude this one yep and it's just so much more interesting than having her be like a sobbing screaming mess like I feel the same way about Nina and the seagull, like, her descent into madness, like, that final monologue of hers, I think it's way mm-hmm. more interesting if it's, like, a calm sort of regression into an insanity than, like, the obvious easier choice, I think, for your more vocal and just, woo, 
Like, mm-hmm. come on, guys. We want to see Cookie. I, yeah, I love Hamlet for this reason. Mm-hmm. It has been adapted so many times. It has been done so many times. And every time it's done or adapted, it's different. Yeah. At least just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much to play with in it. It asks such big questions that don't have concrete answers. Mm -hmm. And so there's so much to do with it. And that's why I love it is that it's just like, it's this beautiful piece of art with this beautifully crafted verse. Mm -hmm. And you just get to play with it. And it's so cool for me. Mm -hmm. If I were not an actor, I don't think I'd like Hamlet as much as I do. I would agree. Because that's the thing. Until I started analyzing Hamlet as an actor, like, because in high school, we had to read it for AP Lit. Oh, okay. And I read it, and I hated it. I was like, this is boring. This is stupid. This is pompous. Why? (laughs) I don't. I hate it. And then I had to analyze it as an actor, and I was like, oh, I get it now. (laughs) Yes. That was me with Julius Caesar, I think. Like, when I read it in high school, we also, like, we didn't really formally talk about it. We just did it the thing, you know, when you read plays and everybody reads it. Mm-hmm. But, like, didn't we didn't explain the context before each scene. So, like, obviously a bunch of 15-year-olds don't know what they're saying when it's Shakespeare, especially when it's Julius Caesar, when it's a little bit more complex than, like, some other, some other plays, like... And then when we actually did it in college, I was like, ooh, fucking love this play. It's a 10 out of 10. I feel like that's a lot of Shakespeare's work, is mm-hmm. you need to analyze it as a person making the choices for the characters. Yeah. The language is so dense, it's hard to comb through. Mm-hmm. And so if you're just reading it, I think, at least for me, by the time I'm understanding what's happening, I'm so mad at the amount of work it took to figure it out that I'm just like, why? Yeah. Why yep. is he, why is this story being told? I, I'm just frustrated with it. Yep. Whereas if I, as an actor, need to look at it and say, there is a reason for this, what's the reason? Mm-hmm. I enjoy it more. I like putting together those puzzles. I like making I'm new just- choices. It's part of why I want J.K. Simmons to be Claudius. I think it'd be fucking amazing. Oh, it'd be so good. Because uh, he's, he's like a comedic actor. Yeah. Like, J.K. Simmons' best known roles are comedic. So I want to see him play Claudius. <laughs> oh, it'd be so interesting. I would love to see all the choices he would make because he wouldn't make the obvious ones, too, because he's approaching mm-hmm. it as a different type of actor. Mm-hmm. Ah! Guys, this is why I love this play, because I love to overanalyze things, and it's the perfect thing to overanalyze, because I don't run out of room. There's always something new to fix on. Do you, Alyssa? Do you, do you love to overanalyze things? I never would have guessed, based on this podcast. Based on the everything to... about me. Uh-huh. Never would have guessed. Listen, guys, <laughs> I'm a Virgo moon, so I fucking love to overanalyze. Also, I'm here to say Hamlet's a Scorpio. He's a fucking water sign and he's a Scorpio. Don't bite me on this because I'm right. Horatio is an earth sign. I'm an astrology bitch, but that's my assessment. <laughs> You're welcome. Alyssa, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about before we get into our quiz taking? 
Um, I don't think so. Oh, Horatio's <laughs> underrated, that's all. He's severely <laughs> underrated. We love a voice of reason. He's like best friends with the dumbest piece of shit on the planet. And he just has to put up with it. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? This is so dumb and extra. I hate you. Horatio Horatio is the real ride or die. He really is. Mm-hmm. And I love him so much. And this is why he's the only person <laughs> who survives at the end. Because mm-hmm. he's not a messy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Horatio and the messy bitches. <laughs> Another name for Hamlet, if you will. A more interesting <laughs> approach, maybe. Gwen, <laughs> is there anything you want to discuss? I wondered if we should discuss whether or not Claudius and Gertrude are actually in love. But I don't know that we need to discuss that. I think that that's just a question I'm going to throw out there and let the audience yeah. mull over. Think, Figure it out, y'all. Mm-hmm. Think are hard Claudius and, and Gertrude a love match? Are they a lust match? Are they a political match? What's... <laughs> Why are they married, y'all? Figure there's, it out. There's literally no wrong answer because you can use textual evidence to back up literally any of those arguments. Any of it. Any of it. The magic of Shakespeare, if you will. Mm-hmm. Part of the magic of Shakespeare is that he doesn't have, like, stage directions the way no. you do in, like, a modern script. You know, like, in, an, in like, a contemporary script, you're going to yep. get this block of stage direction where it's describing the scene and what's happening. Yep, and, it's... like, oh, you know, Caitlin sets down the cup, then goes to the fridge and prepares a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You know, you don't get that yeah. in Shakespeare. You just, just get exunt and Gertrude enter. dies. <laughs> That's it. That's literally That's stage direction. That's all you get. We don't know. You can pick where Gertrude dies. Anywhere on the stage. All that matters. She did. All right, y'all. It's that time again. It's zillennial quiz-taking time. Okay, Alyssa, I'm going to put this in the Zoom chat for you. We are taking a what Hamlet character matches your personality quiz from... From Sparknotes, uh, I need to read the description of this quiz to all of you. It says, forget whether you're an Aquarius or a Pisces or a Scorpio. The real question is, are you Hamlet or Horatio or, God forbid, Apollonius? <laughs> all right, we'll see you, We'll see y'all on the other side with our yes. results. Yes, we will put the link to this quiz in the, in the podcast episode. This time I'll actually do it and not forget, like the last time. <laughs> Here we go. Okie dokie. <laughs> this does not surprise me whatsoever. <laughs> Why don't you go first? Because Please go first. What'd you get, Gwen? You go first. Okay. Um, I got Hamlet. This doesn't surprise me. Um, let me just read this description. You have no idea what you're doing with your life. You tend to procrastinate a lot, and you're bad at making decisions. When you do finally settle on a course of action, it's usually the wrong one. Which is very apparent in hindsight. You like puns, wearing dark joke clothes, and making jokes about death. So, I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna revel in the call-out I just got. I'm gonna keep my Hamlet, oh fuck as my Twitter cover photo. Alyssa, you aren't ready. <laughs> I'm so, okay. Hit me with it, Glenn. 
I am the ghost of Hamlet's dad. <laughs> You're Zaddy! You're Zaddy Hamlet! <laughs> You're angry and vengeful most of the time, and you enjoy having the last word. In fact, you'll probably rise from the grave just to get in one final zinger. If there's one thing you hate, it's public speaking. You don't like talking in front of groups. You do, however, like showing up and asking for favors from people you haven't seen in a while. I can't even say that they're wrong. No, they're not. That's the sad thing. <laughs> so your girls got thoroughly called out today. Sparknotes oh didn't have I, to do this, but Sparknotes was aggressive. The decision making one really called me out because I need to tell I need to counsel with my friends before making a decision. But if they tell me what I oh, don't want to yeah. hear, I make I do what I want to do anyways. And it's always the worst decision ever. You get so mad at us at when we tell you what we think and it's not what you want to hear. You are Hamlet. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, fuck <laughs> you guys, I'm gonna do it anyways, and then I'll come back and complain. <laughs> And one of my <laughs> friends, she's like, Alyssa, I don't want to hear it. I told you not to do that. And you did it anyways. I don't feel bad for you right now. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Ice fucking cold. You are Hamlet. I am And Hamlet. I am your ghost daddy. Woo, ghost daddy! <laughs> Hammy boy and ghost daddy coming at you from the pod. <laughs> We're a little unhinged, but it's, it's chill. We got murder plots, uh, boys. All right, y'all. Thanks for joining us for this episode about Hamlet. Yes. Okay. If you listen to your podcast, uh, okay, this podcast is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and sometimes SoundCloud when I update it. But usually it's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It's always on there. So if you listen to your podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe because we like when people can find us. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at T-Squee. Or if you have longer thoughts or you want to send us some great fan art of me and Alyssa as Hammy Boy and Ghost Daddy, I would happily accept that. And you can send that to our email address, which is T-N-Squee at gmail.com. That's T, the letter N-Squee at gmail.com. I anxiously await your fan art. Please do. Our birthdays are coming up and that would be the best birthday gift yeah honestly our birthdays are like one right after the other a day apart uh, if you will <laughs> yeah yeah we were literally born a year and a day apart uh in the and same so city if yeah in the same city so if you would like to send us some beautiful fan art for our birthdays we would we would love it i'm pretty sure this episode comes out well after our birthdays but that's okay. It Send does. us your belated birthday fan art. It's what we deserve. <laughs> it's almost cancer season, so come on, guys. It's almost our time. Cancer season. Cancer season. Ooh, 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 Who's ready to weep openly in public? Listen, guys. I've been a little unhinged this episode. It's only because I love Hamlet so much. All right, y'all. This podcast is produced and edited by Alyssa and Gwen, and our cover art is by Laker Thrasher. Thanks for joining us. We are your rulers, Prince Hammy and Ghost Daddy. Ooh.
and we will see you next time. Yeehaw. Bye. Bye.